This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Lay your head down on my shoulder, don't hold it in your hands. Tell me all your troubles and I'll try to understand. I know your heart's still tender and I know that it still hurts. But things can only get better when it seems they can't get any worse. Welcome to the Fighting Stigma Show here on Free FM 89.0, independent community media, and also on Raglan Community Radio, Arrow FM, Otago Access Radio, and Radio Kidnappers. I'm your host today, Vanessa, and today I just want to have a talk about just mental health in general. Like, how do we talk about it to our friends and family? Are we open at our work? How do you talk to yourself? Like, what is your internal dialogue around having a mental health experience? And some of the stuff I just thought would be really great to talk about is the language we use when we talk to ourselves and to other people, because actually the language we use can make a really big difference to the meaning it has, to the stigma it holds, to kind of the emotion it invokes when we discuss something. But before I get into all that juiciness, I want to have a chat about our sponsor, Progress to Health. Progress to Health believes in creating communities without barriers and to achieve that we tailor supports to adults experiencing mental health and or disabilities based on their goals to encourage recovery, independence and community involvement. Progress to Health has teams that provide peer support, recovery education, workshops, employment preparation and support, including navigation with other services. Service users are allocated a community support facilitator on referral depending on their goals to mental recovery and achievement. We have offices in Hamilton, Tokoroa and New Plymouth. So if that sounds like something you or someone you know might be interested in and you are in the Waikato DHB region, Tauranaki or Taupo, um, then have a listen to this ad I'm about to play um, for Progress South and get in touch with us. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. Now, don't stress if you missed any of those contact details for Progress to Health and you think, hey, Progress to Health sounds like something would be really good for myself or someone else, you know. I do play the ad again at the very end of the show. So stick around and grab a pen and paper while you're listening to me chat about mental health and you'll be able to grab those contact details later on. So as I was saying, so my name's Vanessa. If you haven't listened to Fighting Stigma before, you may not know who I am. And so I thought today would be quite a good time to actually kind of reintroduce myself and just talk about the general, the reason why I do the radio show, Fighting Stigma. So I work, so I'm Vanessa. I work for an organization called Progress to Health, and we are a community organization that support people with mental health and disabilities. So I work in the mental health side, and my job is literally as a consumer 
I have my rule because I experience mental health myself and also because I can talk really well. <laughs> and so I work as a peer support worker. So my current role, I have a title of recovery promoter, um, but I've had recovery facilitator. I've had consumer advocate. I, In shorthand for some people, I say that I'm a peer support worker because it's a little bit easier for people to understand without having to ask too many questions. But literally everything I do is based on having my own lived experience of mental health and talking to other people who have an experience of mental health and finding common ground, finding shared supports, finding strategies, sharing some of my learnings from only not only my own um, experience myself, but from all of the people I've talked to over my many years of working with Progress to Health. So I've it's going to be 12 years this July it will be my anniversary with Progress to Health, so it's really amazing. But for me, the really important thing around Fighting Stigma is like how Fighting Stigma radio show is literally about that, is about fighting the stigma of experiencing mental health. And I thought it'd be quite good just to talk about how do we discuss mental health within our family, our friends, our work, our community in general, but also to yourself, because actually there can be internalized stigma. And it can be really about how do we phrase what we're feeling, what we're thinking. Like, are you open and aware of what your mental health is doing? Like, are you, what are the symptoms that are going on for you? Do you know what your diagnosis is? Do you know what that means? Do you know what medication can help? What therapy can help? Do you know what side effects could be going on from whatever you're doing? And it can be really important because actually sometimes we're already feeling really overwhelmed with whatever it is our brain's doing because it's not working very well. That's how I describe it. And then actually being able to try and find the words to explain it to someone else who isn't living it can be so incredibly hard. And one of the things that I've found over my many, many years of having an experience, I experienced bipolar and anxiety. And I had a breakdown back in my early 30s. I think I was actually just 30. And it, I got, I became very suicidal and I had major depression and I just was not doing well at all. And over many years of seeking support and getting help, I ended up getting to the point where I was under community mental health. I was living with my mum because I wasn't really safe to live by myself and I had an amazing psychiatrist and I actually got a diagnosis of bipolar, which made so much more sense when we talked about skills and strategies and treatment and what would make a difference? It fits so much better than depression. Because a lot of the things, like especially a lot of the antidepressants, what I found for myself is they actually made me more depressed. Which can be something that can happen for some people with bipolar. If they take antidepressants, it actually makes them more depressed. Um, not everyone, but some. And so what I found is actually getting a diagnosis was amazing. Because then... I knew what I could go look for. I knew what I needed to search for. I knew what I needed to learn more about. And I knew what the words I could use to describe it to someone else. I could just say, I have bipolar. And then they could go looking <laughs> and find out more unless until I actually had the words for myself. And one of the things that made a really big difference for me is realizing having a mental health issue didn't mean my life was over. It didn't mean I was never going to work. It didn't mean I was never going to have a partner or a husband or a wife or have any kids or get my own house or, you know, work full time or travel the world or any of the things that I was thinking at the time when, like, when I became very unwell and I was just like, actually, my life's over. Like, I, my brain doesn't work. I can't function. I can't work. 
Like, who's going to want me? This is not going to be great life. And that was a lot of internalized stigma because I just felt all of that stuff I heard when I was growing up from society that, you know, people with mental health should be locked up and pushed away. And so I kind of took that on. And then I realized, actually, I need to find different words for this. I need to find a different belief system. I need to find a different attitude for this. And it all started for me of finding different words to describe what I was feeling, what I was experiencing, what support helped, what I needed people around me to not do. Because one of the things I found really huge, especially in my recovery, was actually being able to say to people, like, especially if I'm out at a party, like, can you imagine being in your early 30s and you're out at a party with friends and people just keep offering you alcohol, right? That's a very common thing in New Zealand. And I just had friends keep offering me alcohol, which of course in the past I would have drunk, right? It would have been great. But now it's like on my medication, I found that actually having alcohol made things go really, really bad. It's, you know, that's a really good idea to avoid alcohol. So I had to keep saying to people, no, thank you. I don't want to drink. And then I finally realized that didn't work because what happened is they keep thinking I'm being polite or they're not hearing it or they think it's means for right now, not for later in the party. And so I literally had to say to people, thank you for the offer. I'm on mental health medication. If I have alcohol, it will not go well for me. I choose not to drink right now. Thank you for thinking of me. You go enjoy it. And as soon as I could say it clearly and boldly without having, there was no judgment or meaning to it. Like I didn't have a lot of kind of angst around expressing that to my friends. I was very lucky, had very accepting, very wonderful friends. They were like, oh, okay, cool. Not a problem do you want something else? And they would then start offering me like a Coca-Cola or a ginger beer or something. And it was like, so that was good. But I had to say it really clearly because actually otherwise they didn't understand. But also within that for myself, I had to find words that I could describe my experience to myself. Because when I was on medication, I used to call them my crazy pills because that worked for me, because what happened is when I talked about having my crazy pills, it was my reminder that if I don't take these, I will start to feel crazy. And it's not about what anyone else is thinking was going on, but it was my internal experience of the world, like things were not good when things were going bad, right? Which kind of makes sense, I guess. But it's like, so I called them that. There was no judgment or derogatory nature for me calling them crazy pills. I would never call anyone else's mental health medication crazy pills unless they asked me to. But for me, that worked. But I also realized I needed to not just use the term crazy, mad, nuthouse, nut job, idiot, stupid. I needed to change those terms when I was thinking about myself. Because the internalized stigma around having a mental health issue meant my internal dialogue got really nasty. And I've talked about this a few times on Fighting Stigma Show, that there is a lot of times that our internal dialogue is just horrific. It is not our friend and it is not good. And it's something that can make a really big difference to our lives to spend some time finding different words, different things to say to ourselves while still understanding that actually sometimes life is not good and we're not where we want to be. This is not about having false hope or false cheer or pretending like things, like faking it till you make it, that there are times that I, I purport to do that. That's a really good idea sometimes. But I'm not talking about that for this. I'm talking about just going, hey, if I said those things 
to a really good friend of mine, how would I expect them to feel? If I heard someone else saying that to one of my really good friends or someone I really care about, what would I do? I wouldn't put up with that. That is not a good way to talk to someone. And just because I'm doing it to myself doesn't make it okay. And so I had to spend some time really working on how do I change that internal stuff? And I've done a really good job. There are still definitely times it's not great. And just overall, it's not where I want it to be. But I'm understanding that life is a journey and I will continue learning and adapting and progressing in my life until I'm not here anymore. And so I've kind of tried to take out some of the the angst and judgment about not having been where I want to be. While still, that that itself is actually working on my internal dialogue about where I'm at about my internal dialogue, which I gets a little bit circular. But some of the other stuff is like, once you're kind of working on that language that you're using for yourself, but how do you describe your experience of the world to other people around you? How do you describe like when things aren't going round well to friends and family or support people around you? How do you say, hey... the voices I hear are getting really horrible and I'm finding it really hard to kind of hold on. I'm needing some extra support. How do you talk about if you're having suicidal ideation, but actually you don't feel actively suicidal, but actually the suicidal ideation is like thoughts are just really wearing you down and you really worry what's going to happen next. Like maybe it's just actually you're so depressed that nothing feels good anymore. Actually, you used to be able to watch TV programs and really enjoy it. You go for a walk and you enjoy looking at the, the different gardens and feeling the sun on your skin and now it's just like you have no energy and going for a walk just makes you sad and like nothing feels good and the colors and the world don't seem as bright like how do you describe that to someone such that you feel okay sharing that because it can be really important to find the level that you're comfortable sharing and it will be different for different people but also finding the words that work for someone else to understand what you mean and then what they need to, what you want them to do. Because actually it's kind of a little bit like in a basic situation, that whole idea of like something's going wrong in your life and you say to someone, hey, can I vent to you about this thing that's going wrong in my life? But if you're really clear with them and say, hey, I just want to vent. I don't need any answers or suggestions or how to fix it at the end. I just need someone to hear me and say, that really sucks. I get that that's horrible. So they know that's all you're wanting, right? So you can actually then vent and there's no kind of like, oh, you should go do this, you know? So they're actually just listening to understand, not listening to answer. And then sometimes you actually really want them to give you suggestions. (laughs) Sometimes you reach out to other people and say, hey, I have this thing. I have no idea how to fix it or change it or move it. Can you give me some suggestions? Because I am totally stuck. (laughs) And so that can be really good to actually find out from other people. But being really clear about what that is. So I used to have when I wasn't doing so well before I moved in with my mum and you know it was after I moved in I'd lived with my mum and I'd moved away and then I just had a thing of hey can I come have dinner every now and then she's like okay and I said look sometimes it's actually just really worth I drive all the way because she lived out of town like drive to a little town next door so I drive to her place and say hey can I just come for dinner like I'd bring her up beforehand obviously give her some notice and check in and just can I come over hang out have dinner you cook dinner we eat dinner together and we watch say Stargate Atlantis together there was no and she's like sure and I was like I just sometimes I just want some mum love I just want to be somewhere where there's no expectations there's no things I have to be on control of I just want some care and attention and not actually have to talk or think (laughs) 
right? Which was eat, sharing a meal together. We talk about the food. And we watch Stargate Atlantis. And we get sucked into that. And then we talk, if we talk, we talk about that. And I don't have to be cognizant of like my feelings and my thoughts and what's happening in my life or anything else. And it was very relaxing and very calming and really refilled my energy and my ability to cope with life. And because I could be really clear with my mum, hey, I need this and this is what I think it would look like and could you be okay with that? She was in a space to be able to think about it for herself and work out if it worked and say yes. And it's okay if people say no when we ask for support. It can be really important to actually say, hey, I would really like this if you could do this, but I totally understand if you can't. Can you take some time to think about it and see if you feel comfortable with that and get back to me? Because actually, sometimes what people want, like sometimes you're the one being asked, right? Sometimes you're the one being asked by a friend, hey, can you do this thing for me? But actually, yeah, I'm not really feeling it today. I'm not really up for that. I don't have the, the, the mental energy myself. And it can be really, really important to actually say to someone, I'm really sorry, I can't do that today. I could do this. Like if there's something like a smaller amount or a different thing that you could manage, you can send that back. Or you can just say, I'm really sorry, I'm not able to. I'm actually not doing great myself. Or I'm really busy over here doing this thing. But do you need me to help you get hold of someone else? How are you doing? Like I want the best for you. You know, find something nice to say to that. But one of the things... Um, it can be really important to do is be honest and that's actually be really clear about what will make a difference and I've talked about finding supports in your life before on the show and I think that one of the biggest things is knowing what is supportive for you right so if you know what your own experience is if you've been able to articulate it to yourself say hey actually sometimes I get to the point where I can't sleep and I'm getting <laughs> my brain is racing and my words are racing and I'm spending lots of money and I'm zooming around doing all these things I normally wouldn't do that I kind of really don't like and I, I know those aren't good things and I don't like that. So actually acknowledging to someone else who's close to you and say, hey, these are the signs that I'm not doing good when I go this direction and this, these are the things, can you say this to me? Right, like I literally have friends that I've talked to and said, "Hey, can you let me know if I'm talking really fast, such that you can't understand me?" Because when I start getting elevated mood, I talk really fast. I talk fast anyway, so when I get elevated, I talk really fast. And it's I have friends that actually what they do, they don't just say, "Hey, you're talking really fast," because I quite often won't recognise that as a sign or a symptom that I'm getting unwell. What they'll do is they'll just say, "Hey." Um, how much have you had to sleep this week? How often are you sleeping? Like, what's the, what's the, how's sleep been this week? And it just, what I do is I stop and I think about it and I go to answer. Just naturally, because those are the conversations we have, I just would think about, oh, you yeah, know, I had like five hours sleep on Tuesday and then I only had three hours sleep on Wednesday. And I was like, oh. And I'll get to a certain point and I'll actually hear myself and I'll realize, oh, that's not enough sleep. <laughs> I'm obviously starting to go up. <laughs> Maybe I should start paying attention to that. And I won't have noticed it beforehand. And they don't have to be like, you know, stand in front of me and say, hey, I think you need an intervention. Everything's going horribly wrong. I mean, sometimes in life, those are handy things to have. But like, just if we know our signs and symptoms, we know the things to look for. We know our warning signs. And we can share that with people and share with them how we would feel comfortable them acknowledging those. they can see those signs. 
it can be such an immensely positive thing in life. And I think it can be really important sharing with those around you, if you're comfortable, like what your symptoms are, like not so symptoms, but were your warning signs, so that they then realize they can actually discuss it with you. Especially if you say how I just talked about it, like this is one of the things that I know for myself that one of my symptoms or my signs uh, is talking really fast and quite often it goes hand in hand with not getting enough sleep. And if I'm only getting, say, five hours sleep a night, then it's really, and it's a couple of nights a week, then it's definitely, that's those are all together showing I'm going into elevated mood. And doing that, so that then they have those words to use to talk to me about it. Because then there's no stigma, there's no feeling me feeling like they're discriminating against me or they're being nasty to me, but them saying, hey Vanessa, you're talking really fast, are you actually getting any sleep? Man, you're not, you're getting unwell, right? Like I've told them how to say it and I've shared with them what will make a difference. Because what happens so often with friends and family and whanau and like maybe people we work with is they care and they want what's best for us, but they may not know what that is. They may not, they have to guess, right? And if someone has to guess, quite often they miss. It's just natural. That is what happens when we're trying to work it out ourselves is that we can only do our best guess. And sometimes if we haven't got the experience ourselves or the experience we've got doesn't match the person we're talking to, it doesn't work. Which is why finding the words for yourself can make such an immensely big difference. Because if you know what works for you, you know what's important, you know what will kind of let you know in the moment what needs to be happening and you can tell people around you, it means they can say the right thing and hopefully at the right time. And one of the things I really love is just recognizing something as simple as how do you do you acknowledge that you experience a mental health issue? Do you state it like how I do, like I have bi- I experience bipolar and anxiety? Do you say I suffer from bipolar? Do you say I'm schizophrenic? Do you say I am a depressive, right? Is it how do you how do you talk about it? Because one of the things I found very early on when I was working with Progress to Health as someone who was receiving support, because that's how I found Progress to Health many many years ago now, is I was went to them as a service user to receive support, and it was amazing for me being told the kind of ideal offered the concept of saying I experience bipolar and anxiety, not I suffer from bipolar and anxiety. I mean, yes, acknowledge completely that there are certain days that I was definitely suffering and maybe that sometimes more the people around me were definitely, there's some suffering going on. But other times it just is. It's just a thing that's going on, right? There is not any suffering. And using only using the term suffering means that's all that was available in relation to that, right? Whereas there's other times, especially now when I'm at this point of my journey of recovery, bipolar is just part of me. It's just, it's same as pretty much the same as like having being short-sighted I have to wear glasses every day that's just how it is and it means not great there are certain things in life that I can't do I have to adjust but that is actually just how it is and I just roll with it and so finding the phrasing for yourself can make a really big difference because if we have people things we can say to other people around us so they can understand us more because we understand ourselves well can make an immense difference in our well-being But sometimes we don't have anyone close to us to talk to and we just really want to reach out and have someone to have a kurero with and talk about like kind of what's going on in our mind right now, what's going on in our life and where we need some support and we don't like we need someone out there. 
So what I'm going to do right now is play a series of support lines. And so hopefully you'll be able to grab some of these down. And if you need someone to talk to, you'll be able to reach out. So the first support line that I want to give you is 1737. Now, that's pretty much what it's called. So need to talk. 1737. It's a free call or text service and it's available 24 7, um, so 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So you'll get to talk or text with a trained counsellor and this service is completely free. So if you're feeling anxious or um, run down, depressed, needing to talk to someone, give them a call or give them a text. 1737. The next number I want to give you is the Crisis Assessment Team, or CAT Team, and their number is 0800 50 50 50. So that's assistance for people who are in crisis in the Waikato DHB region. So they're a crisis assessment team, they're part of the community mental health, um, so they are kind of like right up there with when things are going really, really wrong, it's very urgent care is needed um, around mental health. So that number again is 0800 50 50 50. The next number I want to give you is Lifeline. So Lifeline is an amazing service. It's a 24-hour telephone support service available for anyone needing emotional support. So 24-7, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Now their number is 0800 543 And they have trained counsellors and just amazing people that you can have a talk to no matter what time of day it is. The next number I want to give you is the Depression Helpline. Now the Depression Helpline is related to depression.org.nz. Um, you may have seen some of their ads around like the, um, with John Kewen. They have a whole lot of videos on the online service, but this is the phone line service. So Depression Helpline 0800 111 now they're there, they're, if you just have someone, you need someone safe to talk to, they're available from 8am in the morning to midnight. And they're a really great service, just someone calm and like gentle to talk to about whatever's going on for you. Now the next number I've got for you is not a mental health support line, it's actually the health line. So it's health information service for all the family and it's staffed by registered nurses who will give information and advice. I have used this line, it's for general health, medical, um, medical health, physical health and it's really amazing because sometimes when things are going wrong with your body you don't know what's happening, you're not sure if we need to go the ambulance route or you need to go to the hospital. They're trained nurses, so they will actually ask you a bunch of questions. You can answer them, and they'll let you know what you need to do, and it's a huge relief. So the Healthline number is 0800 611 116, and that's available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. The next number I want to give you is the Suicide Prevention Helpline. Now, this is support, information and resources to people who are at risk of suicide and or the family of family or whānau and friends supporting them. Now, it's available from midday to midnight and their number is 0508 Tōtoko, which is 0508 828 Now, the next number I want to give you is the Shine Confidential Helpline. And the Shine Confidential Helpline specialises in domestic violence to help keep people safe from abuse. So their number is 0508 And the last number that I want to give you is I want to give you the Outline. Now this is a Gay and Lesbian Outline New Zealand. So it's support for people, um, gay and lesbian people, people um, who 
want to have someone to talk to about whatever's going on around that because quite often we need a bit of extra support and when you're not getting that support that can definitely lead to mental health stuff. So this is a really great line. Um, So the outline, their number is 0800 688 5463. But that's all we have time for today. So from us all here, take care. At Progress to Health, we provide a range of support for those who have experienced mental illness. People who have dealt with mental illness and associated disabilities are supported holistically to maximise their potential. We want to empower your journey to recovery. Check out our website, www.progresstohealth.org.nz or call us free on 0800 77 57 57. For more episodes, use the accessmedia.nz app for iOS and Android devices or subscribe to this podcast via Spotify, iHeartRadio or Apple Podcasts. This free FM podcast was brought to you with support from New Zealand On Air.